they called me the reader when I was a kid. Um, okay. my dad, yeah, my dad's friend did. Um, I used to want to be a lawyer. I was the kid out of all five kids that always had my head uh, snuggled in a book. You know, we went out to eat. I would always bring a book with me to the point where I would get in trouble. Um, my punishment was, you know, whenever they would have us go to our rooms for punishment, my dad realized that, hey, that's not a punishment for her. Because she just went to her room and read and read books. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and so he figured out for me, oh, I'm going to take our books away. Today, I am super excited to be talking to Alex Doyle, and she has been composing career documentation for over 13 years. Her expertise in drafting well-written documentation is also accredited to her 10 years of experience writing for globally recognized corporations. Together, she's molded her crap craft into a weapon of opportunity to help professionals market themselves better in this ever-changing job market. Alex has helped countless individuals catapult their lives through their careers with her writing abilities and creativity. Her passion stems from her own struggles as a job seeker. She figured things out the hard way, which is why it's her goal to provide job seekers now with the tools they need to succeed up front to take out all the guesswork. I love that, Alex, and don't we all need it? So I'm so excited for you to be bringing some of this goodness here and talking to us today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> So tell us a little more about what do you do and a little more about how you got here. Okay. Um, so uh, essentially, um, I write resumes, cover letters, uh, LinkedIn profiles. That's kind of like the crust of my business. Um, okay. And I, I would say I got here... <laughs> Yeah, and I and I remember another time when we were all in elementary school because we're all stacked back to back to back, um, all of us, and um, my we received uh, there was a Scholastic Book Club uh, package that came and it was for me. Aww. My dad said, "Hey, why is Dre the only one getting books? Why aren't these other kids getting books?" <laughs> and they said, "We don't want that, you know." And they're like, "We don't want to read those books." <laughs> Yeah. And so I was the one and I mean, every, every summer uh, trips to the library, the summer reading uh, book clubs, you know, we had to write down the books we read and get points and stuff. And um, I, I was the honest kid, you know, and I always took pride in actually reading the books. And so I was just always a bookworm. And um, I went on to um, study English in college because I wanted to uh, become a lawyer. I heard that that was something good to study because it would help me with my critical uh, thinking and analytical skills. And um, I ended up, I did not go to law school. Um, okay. I ventured uh, on to graduate school, uh, got my MBA in healthcare management at the time, wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, you know, yeah. um, you know, but I knew my dad had said, oh, healthcare is popping, you know, you should do healthcare, and um, yeah. I'm happy that I did not go to law school. Um, I'm actually um, open about it now, like I went through um, a 
I didn't know back then, but a depression. And um, and that's what uh, kind of derailed my path as far as law school was concerned. But uh, everything works out, you know, for the greater good, you know. So I'm very happy with the results. You know, I did actually end up working in regulatory. But what happened was down throughout my career in corporate, um, everybody my superiors, my management, they took notice of my writing abilities. And so, yeah, and so they would put me in roles that that, um, encompassed writing, you know, and that's what led to me becoming a technical writer, that experience right there. And so um, it's funny, one of my friends, uh, uh, 2010, uh, he asked me, he said, Drea, he said, I don't understand why you work for people when you write as well as you do. And I said, I said, well, Gerald, I don't know what I would do except write resumes and how much, I said, resumes and cover letters. I said, how much money can I make from that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. And it just so, came to um, you? Like, how did that thought come to you? Because that's that's what people always ask me to write for them. Oh. Yeah. I, I would, uh, people knew I, people they they would see my writing abilities and and they would see my resume and and cover them like who wrote this and I, I did it myself you know and um yeah so like my first job out of college um throughout uh that time period while I was there I wrote resumes for a lot of my co-workers and they ended up getting landing jobs yeah they ended wow. up landing jobs. yeah so you know the word kind of spread my family members knew there are people who will come to me 10 years later now and they'll say yeah you wrote my resume and I said I did I don't even remember <laughs> I hear you. you. Know? <laughs> yeah, so I've been I've been doing it uh for for a long time. Uh 2015, I decided, okay, this is something I maybe I can make some extra money, you know, um doing it. And so, you know, I got some business cards and you know, I tried to start a little something, but the resources that we have now were not available to us back then. Um yeah. it is, I mean, LinkedIn wasn't as you know, thriving as it is now. It wasn't this social media platform. It was just display your information. That's mm-hmm. it, you know, and get a job. Um, things are just so different now. Instagram. Um, Google, everything. Yeah, yeah everything. Facebook and uh, just everything is at your fingertips and at your disposal. Mm-hmm. So back then I, I was at a loss as to where I should start, you know, how to get started. Um yeah. And I kind of just kind of fell off the wagon and I wasn't really motivated back then because the corporate job that I had was phenomenal. Best corporate job ever in my life. I'm still in contact with a plethora of the individuals that I used to work with there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I left there in 2016 and it was from there that I started to experience issues in corporate. And my boss, she did warn me. She told me, she said, Drea, she said, I want you to know, she said, as you climb the the ladder, she said, the people, they're not going to be as nice as we are here. And she said, Mm -hmm. I just want you to be prepared. She said, I've I've, uh, sheltered you from a lot of things. Um, She said, I protect you a lot. She said, but now the covering is being removed. And boy, was that a mouthful. Um, Because uh, Mm -hmm. what happened, Baba, is people certain ones, um, they would see my gift and okay. yeah. And, and you know, you know, who destiny's child is right. Yeah. 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 Destiny's child, Kelly and Michelle, 
they are talented. They can sing, they can dance. They are excellent performers. But Beyonce is the ringleader. She's the one with the gift. And no matter how well those girls perform, she's going to always outshine them. And that's because she has a gift. And that was something that that was going on with me and my writing abilities Mm. and just something different about me. Um, And people would try to, uh, and not everybody though, it was the 1% there. Uh, They would try to sabotage me. Uh, They would try to sabotage my work. Um, And Mm. I just, I grew tired of it, experiencing the same thing. um, each time I, I ventured into an, another corporate spot and then I experienced layoffs and I did not like the way it felt to yes. know that I, my household was dependent upon a single yes. income. And I, my first layoff was when my daughter was two and a half years old and I, oh. I was devastated. Yep. I came back from maternity leave and they had me work the entire day. And I knew something was up because the owner, he couldn't look me in the eye you know, when I was talking to him about my daughter, but they were, they had um, sold the company and they had to do some things, you know, and, uh, and it, I know it hurt him, you know, but they sent me away with a good package, but it was my first layoff. I was planning on staying there. I wanted to raise my family while I worked there, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't in the cards, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but I mean, I, I tell you two days later, I got a call for the next job you know, after that trans transpired. Right. And, and yeah. that position was a, a tech writing position uh, there uh, where I was really able to blossom even more so as far as my writing abilities was concerned. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so I'm, I was happy for that move, but that is what, that is what led me on this path and to mm-hmm. become serious because I said, this will not happen to my family again. Without right. A- yeah, without a backup plan. And I started reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Yes. And when I started reading that, that is when a flip switched on my in my mind. And mm-hmm. my daughter was an infant, but I knew some way, somehow, I need to become an entrepreneur. And yeah. I started working towards it, you know, and I started writing down my ideas. I started studying. I started to prepare myself. And then when this pandemic took off, I knew then, okay, start your business because there's probably mm-hmm. going to be a layoff. Four months later, I was laid off. And wow. Yeah, my business wasn't thriving at that time, but mm-hmm. I was still, you know, you know, trying to get it up and running, but I was laid off again, you know, but this time in the middle of the pandemic, you know, and my husband was laid off as well. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't a good feeling, um, you mm-hmm. know, so I was one of those, we were one of those families that were highly impacted, um, you know, but God brought us through it, you know, and uh, I mean, we, we had a good savings, you know, thank God. Um, but it just goes to show that my boss had told me the one at the really good corporate place, she had told me, she said, Drea, she said, I'm not telling you not to save money and not to line your ducks up, she said, but I want you to know that sometimes you might play all your cards right, she said, but life will hit you, she said, and it can snatch all of your savings and snatch all that you have because she had cancer twice, she said, her and her husband played their cards right, and when she got sick, she said, they burned through all their savings. And she right. said, yeah, so she basically, she taught me as well that, um, you know, there are more things in life to be concerned about than uh, not having money, you know, um, yeah. your health is wealth, you know, and so yeah. 
that's that's what kind of put me on this path. And um, I did just finish. I finished out my uh, corporate contract, and I'm I'm working my business uh, full time. Uh, it's it's going great. Um, I'm booking wow. into January. We're booked up right now for December. Um, I'm building. Uh, you know, expanding the team. Uh, it's 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 really rocking and rolling, and okay. I'm excited. You know, and and I um I I actually went to um my agency uh and asked questions as to hey do they still need me here uh-huh. because i knew that the people out there needed me more you know and okay. yeah yes and so they they let me out of my contract you know mm-hmm. uh sooner than anticipated but it was for the greater good you know and and so now I, i'm doing what i love you know i'm working in my passion my full potential and that's why i named my business resume passion i love that so your business is called resume passion yes you so you've had this career right you had the career in corporate for mm-hmm. years and so it sounds like with the first layoff there was really a call for you to take the power back. Right, that's it. Versus, you know, there can be the sense, right, that we have when we work for somebody else, Mm -hmm. that, right, we are kind of at the mercy, we are not like at the mercy of the decisions, you know, that the company, the business will make, and we don't really know day to day, right, how things can Mm -hmm. change. And so are you going to step into this like full time now going forward? Yes, yes, oh, yes, I, yes, I am. I, I'm, I'm very, very dedicated to it. I'm, I'm a continuous learner. Um, I, I continue to, um, you know, learn from others. Um, take courses. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe in investing in my business because I know that this market is ever changing, and mm-hmm. I want to bring the very best to my clientele. And um, and if you see my resume down through the years, um, especially um, while I've had my business, you you will see the growth. You know, and I'm um, I'm excited for the growth. I've been I've I've been learning from some of the best of the best. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I invested in a mentorship program, uh, business coach um, as well. Both of these women. Um, have had business have had businesses like mine um, in the past that were extremely uh, profitable and they were working for themselves for years. So who better to learn from than from yeah. people that have done exactly what I'm trying to do and they've done it exquisitely. I love it. I'm so happy for you. And Thank you. I love the name Resume Passion, you know, and I want to backtrack a little bit. So here you are, this kid. And you call yourself Drea. So for people listening, that was kind of your nickname, how your family called you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know we introduced you by Alex, so everybody can follow. But so here you are, this so cute. I mean, it sounds so stinking <laughs> cute. You know, this kid in the books, right? That even like, like her dad has to take the books away as a punishment. <laughs> I mean, like, who is this kid, right? It's not your every every everyday kid my son is like I I try to get him to like we have negotiations we have threats we have all kinds of things around like you need to read have you read your book for the week so I love this um and how how did the writing come to you like so here you are you love the books let's see um I would say the writing came 
-hmm. when I was, I think I was in the sixth grade. And I think that was when uh, the Harriet the Spy movie came out. Okay. Yeah. And she wanted to be a writer. Um, And she had this spy notebook and she would write down everything in the course of a day that occurred. And I'm like, this is great. I should do that, you know? And so, yeah, so I adapted that idea and I still have the notes, you know, from back when I was in sixth grade, you know, and um, yeah, I had my, my, my spy notebook and um, cause I had read the book. I had read the Harriet Spy book. And then when, then when they were about to make a movie of it, I think I read it in the sixth grade. And I think they made the movie when I was maybe in seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember. Okay, okay. (laughs) But um, but when they were about to make a movie about it, I was like, oh my God, you know? And so I adapted uh, the method of having a spy notebook. And I sort of, I like writing, you know? And I used to, and I used to write down um, sort of like journal you know, uh, at the start of the year, you know, things that were going on. And um, it was just something that I liked doing. And uh, I guess when I got into college, it was, I realized it was something that I did well then. But I, I mean, like I did it well for my age group when I was in school as, as well. But now, you know, when you look back and I look back at some of my writing pieces and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I thought I was writing great when I was a kid yeah 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 well that's yes but um but yeah so that's I kind of figured out that hey I kind of like this you know and and I wanted to um develop that even 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 the more so you know um and and I got so much I got a lot better when I was in college because I I went to a public school and it wasn't a bad public school but it wasn't like top tier or anything like that. And what happened was I was in an English class when I was in college and I kept getting B's on my papers. But the girl in front of me, her name was Sarah. She was so nice. She kept getting A's. And so I asked her, I said, Sarah, I said, what am I doing wrong? I said, I'm giving it all I got, you know? And she came, she actually, she graduated from a high school that was a lot better than mine. And and so as a result, the curriculum was better. And Mm -hmm. so she had a leg up on some things. Mm -hmm. But Sarah, oh, thank God for her. She taught me some things. She told me, hey, take my papers. She said, dissect them, see my writing style. She said, she said, uh, um, you know, just look at it and, you know, dissect it and adapt this writing style so that you can see that this is the way that you need to write while you're in college. And that is how I learned how to write even better. Uh, I, 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 I analyzed it. She was, she was a darn good writer. Sarah, Sarah was, mm-hmm. and when I, and I, and I, and I, you know, I looked over her papers, and I saw how she was writing, and that is what changed my flow, that is what changed my style. And, so it resonated, um, her style resonated, you were able I, to kind of add to yours. Yes, yes. Sometimes I, we can pick up things from others, but it's not even really ours, it's not right. a gift, right? Right, okay. and, and I, I realized um, how, she, you know, how she was writing, it was more I would say it was more ambiguous, whereas okay. mine was more simplistic. And mm-hmm. I realized, okay, I need to beef up my vocabulary, you know, okay. and I just, I looked at how she transitioned, um, you know, sentences. I, I checked out the flow of her paper as well. And um, just how she started out her introductions, um, mm-hmm. some 
of those she started them out with quotes, you know, from somebody who was someone famous or, you know, and it, it was, it was really cool, you know, but uh, okay. she was great. And that was uh, a wonderful thing what she did for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wish I remember her last name and everything. I didn't know how, how much it would help me down through the years, mm-hmm. but I definitely uh, would, would thank her, you know, yeah. uh, because she definitely was someone who was uh, influential as far as leading me to this path that I'm on now. Would I have gotten here had it not been for the Sarahs of the world? I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think so. And I always had a great connection with my English teachers, uh, even in uh, high school, I did. And, okay. and it was, they, they saw that love for writing. They saw mm-hmm. that love for reading, uh, wanting to uh, analyze things and uh, uh, think critically about things. So they, yes. they saw that in yes. me. And as a result, there was a connection between myself and a lot of my English teachers and professor, professors mm-hmm. in uh, high school and in college as well. So here you're talking about, and it's just like, I just felt that you're talking about really you had a lot of opportunities to um, kind of like recognize your gifts and they kind of like um, reveal themselves like step by step. You're talking about the reading and then the writing and you said critical thinking. But the thing is that you were aware that you listened to that feedback and followed those threads. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did listen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so how, so when you get like, because there's so many people, right, who are in careers and they feel something is off, right? Like they're looking for more fulfillment, for more passion, for purpose, right? But they're kind of lost. And then we don't hear, we don't even know, we're kind of disconnected from those gifts. So how, so then you're, you know, you like writing, you like reading. How did, and you think you need to go for a law degree, right? How did mm-hmm. you kind of decide on your career and how did it come together that you actually started a job, you know, jobs in writing? Well, I would say it was so strange. Um, derailment. Um, sometimes you think at the time when I didn't go to law school, I, I felt like a failure, you know, at the time. Um, but um, sometimes we have to look at things differently. And it was only redirection, but it was for um, the, mm. the greater good as far as my life is concerned and mm-hmm. to impact others' lives. Um, so what happened was when I didn't go to law school uh, thereafter, um, you know, after undergrad, mm-hmm. I needed a job. And so I couldn't really find anything. And, I, and just to be transparent at the time, I had my skin I don't know what happened to my skin it, it broke out really badly at the time um, when I was a senior in college my dad he had gotten laid off from his job um, mm-hmm. but he was a part of the union he uh, built the airplanes from at Boeing okay. and and he he got his job back um, because he they they determined that um, they uh, terminated him unjustly okay. and so after 10 months of deliberations um, he received his job okay. back. But I think during that time period, um, I was stressed out. Um, we had lost insurance for a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, they were building a house. They lost income. And mm-hmm. I was stressed out because 
my parents were stressed out and I, I went without, I did not want to ask them for anything. And mm -hmm. I think what happened was my skin, the stress, um, yeah. it, it just, it went to my skin and my skin, it was bad. Um, mm -hmm. I had cystic acne. I had nodular acne, um, the yeah. works. Um, every time my skin uh, flared up, um, it would leave scars on my face. Um, and um, I also, I couldn't go to the dermatologist because we didn't have the money nor the insurance for a two month period. So it was throughout that two month period that uh, my skin became uh, progressively worse. Mm -hmm. um, so when we were, when we did get our insurance on my mother's end, um, then what I, they, they sent me to a dermatologist immediately and put me on uh, active. Cutane. Uh, that's one of the strongest medications there is as far as um, um, acne medication is concerned. Right. Uh, people have uh, committed suicide on that um, medication. Uh, it, it, it prompts really bad mood swings. It can mm -hmm. have bad side effects. It can damage your organs. There are a lot of serious side effects that could potentially occur. Okay. Um, and so I had to sign paperwork uh, uh, set up by the FDA uh, prior to taking it. Without insurance, each month, the medication would have cost $700 alone. Wow. Yeah, so that, but that's how bad my skin had gotten. Mm -hmm. So as a result, I, I lost confidence, uh, self-esteem, but I didn't yeah. lose my self-worth is what I did not lose. And mm -hmm. I, I, knew, I knew that once I overcame this, that I was, I was somebody. You know, not knowing that I was already somebody still, in spite of how my skin looked. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew there was something greater ahead for me. But what happened was I couldn't find a job. So my cousin helped me land a job uh, working in the laboratory in quality assurance. And okay. yes, and not knowing quality assurance was where I... Um, Gave, was given the opportunity to write because quite a lot of times in uh, different organizations, the quality assurance department is responsible for writing the standard operating procedures, writing the work instructions, documenting okay. every single thing. And that is how I started uh, doing technical writing. In oh my God. But do you think that that was like God or whatever higher power, whatever you believe was redirecting you? Like no law is not your path, not your sacred path. I, I right believe now. so. Uh -huh. I, I definitely believe so because I probably would have been up to here in student loans right now mm -hmm. doing something that I hated because I, mm -hmm. I actually uh, was in quality assurance and regulatory in some positions mm -hmm. where it was yeah, a dual, yeah. dual role. And I, I was good at regulatory, but I didn't like it. Okay. And, and I will you're good say, at writing, right? I, yes, yes, yes. And so okay. I was able to understand legislator, whereas a lot of people were not able to interpret the law, but I was able to interpret it really well. Um, but now that I look back, I think that I wasn't ready for that. You know, um, I, the person that I was back then, I wasn't as strong as what I am now. Mm -hmm. If you were to say, hey, if, if the company were to say, hey, we're going to take care of you and your family while we pay for you to go to law school and get this law degree so you can be our lawyer. I would do it. And let me tell you, I would be the best lawyer because when it comes to 
uh, uh, you know, like going head to toe with people. Um, I'm not afraid to do that because I had to be an advocate for my father for 10 months while he was in the hospital and rehab when his health was failing back in 2016. He did recover, you know, but um, but that that is what made me a stronger person. Um, and I'm I'm not afraid to face things head on now. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I definitely believe that it was just a part of God's plan for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, so you are redirected to this career that's using kind of your talents of critical thinking, mm-hmm. of writing, reading, right, interpreting. But you, but you said it wasn't at the like that regular regulatory space. It wasn't like the right area. Right, right. It wasn't what I really regulatory quality assurance. It wasn't what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a full fledged technical writer. Okay. And, I, and, and I and I was able to, you know, get that opportunity to just have a job because my all of my jobs encompass writing, but I wanted the job where all I did was write. And so, okay. I, I, yeah, so I was able to land um, that position with uh, Equifax or Equifax, you know, people pronounce yeah. it differently um and I uh, pretty much laid the foundation as far as the document document control program there um I wrote the foundation base as far as all of the standard operating procedures and how everything would flow and um it, it was it was really groundbreaking you know what we did there but unfortunately myself and my boss that spearheaded that movement they laid us off uh you know uh so okay I don't, I don't know where they went with that. I'm sure they carried it, you know, carried it on yeah. um, because it was, it was a good foundation that we, that we laid for them. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they, you know, ran with it, you know, knowing them, but yeah. But yeah, yeah so and, that. and now you're, so you're going from regu- regulatory QA kind of writing to technical, like writing, including standard operating procedures and documentation. How, where does that, how do people connect the dots and start asking you for a resume rating or, you know, how, how did that come about? <laughs> I actually was doing resumes and cover letters um, before I started writing standard operating procedures. And okay. Yeah. And so what happened with my cousin, the one who helped me to get that job at, at her laboratory in quality assurance, she knew I love writing and I told her, I said, Nidra, what is a job that I can do where, where I can just do writing? And she told me, she said, oh, you need to find a job where you can write standard oper- SOPs. I said, what? She said, standard operating procedures, you know, our policies and procedures. And so after that job, that is when I searched for those type of positions. Okay. That writing. And, but the next, the next position I did find after that um, I I did a lot of writing there. Um, I, I did a lot of uh, uh, create creative things. I, mm-hmm. I I was on the party planning committee. Um, I always wanted to be on the party planning committee at a job because they of uh, you know that show called The Office. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah but I felt like I'm gonna be on the committee like there, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and so I made all the flyers for all the activities. I sent out 
all the crafted all the emails, the announcements. I was the one that got the people revved up, you know, for uh, all the activities, and they loved the emails, the, the quirky emails I would send out, and um, yes. and even at the last, that the, the um, first job out of college, I did that for them too. Whenever there was an event, you know, or something taking place, uh, they had me craft the memos, they had mm-hmm. me make the flyers. So people, they saw that within me, you know, yes. and. And they just, you know, they, they decided to cultivate it, you know, and, and, and that's, and that, and I didn't realize it, but now that I look back, that is how I know that this was a gift, you know, Uh, it was a calling, you know, placed upon my life. And, and I include that creativity, uh, even in my resumes, my resumes are different from um, many others, you know, uh, in my industry. And I've talked to others and they tell me, you know, I tried to get creative with my resumes, Alex, but I just, I just didn't. They say I didn't have the eye for it. And right. they do. you have to have the eye for it. I will sit there and um, make sure that everything is lined up accordingly and perfectly. My mm-hmm. eye has to resonate with it. And once my eye sees it and it's lined up, you know, and everything's in alignment, and that's it right there, you know, and I know we're good to go, but you're, you have to have an eye for creativity. Oh, am I the best hands down? No. <laughs> Do I want to grow? Yes. You know, I'm actually, uh, uh, once again, looking into uh, just growing more and uh, taking yeah. some more courses, you know, to hone in on these, uh, this newfound talent of creativity and design that I've found within myself, in addition to writing, you know, but the writing, yeah, writing writing the resumes is what sparked this, but my mentor, um, I saw that she was really creative with her resumes, and that's why I chose her to teach me, because I wanted to learn how to be more creative with my, with my resumes, because those resumes, they stood out, and she laid the foundation for me, and I tell you, after that, um, I just kind of took off, and I'm still running right now. I love that. So do you, because I see you light up, right? I see you like become animated and, you know, it's like, it's just a passion exudes from you shining and you really came alive. You know, when we talk about, um, I think purpose and really kind of fully stepping into your gifts, I think that's one of the signs is when you, it's not only what you can do, but work that makes you feel alive, right? That you're bringing your whole self and you're like looking forward to doing it. So, because you can do so many things in writing, like you mentioned from standard operating procedures to de- technical documentation, to even email communications, you could be working for corporate or business communications. Like are all of them for you as exciting and life-giving or kind of, or not? You know, I would say... The only downside about um, writing standard operating procedures um, in corporate, notice the drop in my voice, (laughs) is that um, they try to control what -hmm. you're writing too much. Mm -hmm. And um, and people are, unless you have some sort of accreditation in place, Mm -hmm. uh, some sort of standards such as ISO uh, standards, um, then people will insert their professional opinions and um, and that's the driving force behind it. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've seen in the past that I did not like. And I tried to, uh, there were some places where I, you know, I, I, um, I, I uh, went through and 
I said, hey, listen, you know, we need some sort of standard in place. I said, because the profession, the, the personal professional opinions as far as um, how to write our standard operating procedures, that's not going to work, you know, and all these hands in the cookie jar, uh, we need to streamline this. And um, yeah, so that's one of the things, the lack of control. Um, with standard operating procedures. Um, now, that's a thought there to make that a business, uh, to be a consultant, you know, writing uh, standard operating procedures for uh, business owners or, corp- you know, corporations on my own. Is that something that I'm interested in? Very much so. Um, okay. Yeah, that's something that I'm definitely interested in, um, in doing as well. I haven't looked into it. I'm not sure how lucrative it is, but it's but I, what I wanted to do was just focus on this business model first, yeah, um, and and get this off the ground and running, and um and just see where this could take me before I ventured on uh, to something else. Um, yeah. But I will say that when I think about uh, you know the standard operating procedures, I think because I don't know how, what that type of business would encompass, it doesn't really excite me as much as my resume writing business does because yes. I, I know uh, what's ahead with this business. Um, they, they have uh, these uh, awards called the Tory Awards. And right. um, yeah, and, and that's when uh, you are judged based upon not only your writing, uh, you know, and how uh, intellectual it is, um, but also the creativity of your documentation yeah. as well. And yeah. so that's and that's something that I would like to uh, uh, submit uh, entry into there maybe next year. Um, this year, I wasn't quite ready. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm more so focused on building the business, uh, you know, yeah, right now. So yeah, but, but I think that is something in the near future uh, that I would like to do. But I'm definitely exploring um, um, on a treasure treasure hunt right now as far as resume writing, the resume writing business and, you know, writing LinkedIn, you know, is concerned. And uh, that's something that I have to consider as well, because uh, they do try to talk about doing away with resumes. You know, people speculate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was going digital, you know, just LinkedIn. Not sure if that will happen. The resumes have withstood the test of time. So uh, we'll see, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, we'll but see. I understand. Yeah, I understand what you're saying because if your LinkedIn profile is, and first of all, thank you for being so real and so authentic and transparent, right? On where you're at in your journey. And I'm totally excited for you and rooting for you. And uh, when you talk about the LinkedIn piece, I can see that because I've been in talent acquisition for over a decade now, how it is um, easier to, uh, you know, kind of have a one stop, like, because everybody's busy, right? And the candidates, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you're looking for a job, you still many times have a job, right? And kids and full life and and there's this kind of potential benefit, right, of just then having one stop, you know, right. LinkedIn profile slash resume, and you don't have to recreate, you know, something else. So right. what are your, uh, so you do both resume writing and LinkedIn profiles? Yes. Uh-huh. Awesome. So what are your, um, what have you seen um, as, you know, work or what are your top tips for LinkedIn profiles? And maybe what are some of the key differences, you know, as people, if they decide to look for a job, then when Mm -hmm. they craft a resume versus LinkedIn profile that they 
should keep in mind. Okay. Yeah, sure. I would say uh, in a nutshell to think of LinkedIn as the teaser, the movie trailer, mm-hmm. and think of the resume as the actual movie. You know? Okay. Uh, yeah. Cause I, for me, um, I will say that uh, for LinkedIn, you kind of don't want to give them everything, you know, all at once because they're moving fast. You know, in, in my mind, I say, okay, they're moving fast. You know, they're, there are millions of people on this platform, you know, and they are conducting uh, searches and they're scrolling and <clears throat> they're trying to find, um, you know, uh, viable candidates. And they're not going to find it if everybody on here has written a complete book, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. and and, um, and so I, I would say, as far as LinkedIn is concerned, it definitely is. Um, more of a narrative is how I write it. I, okay. I try to write it in the first person. If people write it in the third person, you know, sometimes no big deal. You know, um, that people, they have rules. They say, oh, you know, write LinkedIn first person. Yes, cool. I mean, but nobody's going to crucify you if you write it in third person, like mm-hmm. you would a resume, you know, because, yes. you know, because at the end of the day, the question is, not if you've written it in first person or third person, but are you qualified? You know, yeah. Well, yeah. what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> okay, okay. So in your yeah. eyes, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't okay. make that big of a difference. Yeah. Uh, and so how much do you is know, how do you know like what to put on the teaser? What to like what is like the things that will kind of have the managers or the recruiters or whoever is reading what what to put on the LinkedIn profile that will be teaser but not giving away like you said the whole movie yeah you basically um there's some key things for instance um the cover banner um I do I do cover banners uh for uh the LinkedIn profiles that okay. I produce and I and I produce up to 10 8 to 10 uh for individuals because I know at the end of the day you're going to like at least one of these, you know, okay. so I'm not the type to just do one cover banner and say, here you go, you know, I just limited to three. And because I am uh, into uh, the creative side of things, okay. um, I don't mind uh, composing uh, 10 cover okay. banners. Sometimes yeah. I accidentally compose 20, you know, for people. Because- you're on the road. <laughs> Because I love designing, you know, so much, you know, I, I, I could do it all day. Um, so, um, and so I think that draws in people, you know, okay. when you, if you have a really nice cover banner. And okay. I, I like to make it um, explosive, not ambiguous, but um, some really nice graphics on there. Um, some, some of your job titles, maybe a cool quote you know, uh, or something either from, I create the quote or I take a quote offline, but I always give the individual credit, you know, for it. Uh, So let's see, like, for instance, for someone that does quality assurance, uh, one of the quotes I use, somebody, um, I found it online, they said, quality is everyone's responsibility, you know, so, you know, so that's one of the quotes, you know. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. there's some cool stuff right there. and so I make sure that the banner is up to par and I will, I will get on my folks if their profile photo is in, uh, in accordance, you know, okay. I'll tell them in a minute, I need you to take that down, ma'am, sir. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. you know, you want to profile a photo that is inviting, um, um, and, okay. you know, professional as well. Um, so, you know, there are certain things you can do. If you use Canva, you can uh, remove the background from a photo and then create uh, a headshot. But I mean, it's so it doesn't cost a lot to get a professional headshot these days. So, yeah. I, you know, I try to encourage people to do that because people can tell when you have professional headshot or if, you know, it's not that, I guess it's not that serious, but you just want to make the greatest impression, you know, the greatest impact possible. Um, Yeah. And so you you want to bring your best, you know, because companies, they don't want second best. They want the best, you know? Yeah. And so uh, that first impression that they get of you will be on LinkedIn if that's where they find you. Um, and also um, companies want the best. Yeah. Right. They want the best, you know? Um, and then, um, the, your headline statements, um, you know, I like to have job titles in there, uh, you know, those key job titles, you know, cause a lot of times that's how the recruiters, uh, are searching, you know, there's, they're searching for keywords, you know, uh, maybe in, I don't know, in the job description or the job title, um, I'm not a recruiter, you know, so I I don't know exactly, you know, how they're searching, but I would imagine, you know, that that's that's what they would do, you know, and so I give them a list of keywords, a a full list of maybe about, I would say about 30 keywords for them to play with, you know, and let them know that these won't all fit, but you can, you know, switch these out, you know, these are interchangeable, you know, so that's something else right there that, that helps you. Um, Would you want to, I see, would you want to use like your latest position title? Like, because like you can, like, I see some people getting really creative, right? And then you're like wondering, what does that mean? Some people using 10 things, like what's your recommendation? Um, I would say, put as many, fill it up, put as many keywords in there as possible, you know. In the headline or throughout the profile? Oh, you know what? Throughout the profile and the headline. Yeah. Okay. I try to use the headline for the job titles, whereas I try to use everything else. Um, the, everything else, I try to put other keywords in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. And then when we, okay, then if we have the headline and then we go into the experiences, right? And the kind of the draw is to just list, you know, kind of what you would list on your resume, delivered these projects, you know, was responsible for, or what's your recommendation, how to go about it? I would say um, for the, the job descriptions, what you do is you manipulate the bullet points okay. on your resume. It is recommended to make it like a sharp paragraph, you know, um, mm-hmm. instead of saying, um, like on your resume, you might say, spearheaded a program in which... Um, I don't know, um, reduce the error rate by 5%. What, and you, you would write that on LinkedIn like this. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, launch a program uh, in which uh, the key initiatives were to do blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And the end result was that we were able to, that we were able to achieve was uh, an increase in productivity by blank percent. So you would be more conversational with it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's how that's how you would do it with LinkedIn. But but prior to your job description, the about section is what I use to um to kind of 
I, I, I talk to, I do a, a deep career strategy session. Sometimes it can last more. It, it, it's usually two hours long, but mm-hmm. if it extends past that, usually it does. Um, we, we hold another session, <laughs> but I'm just trying to get every, all the information that I need from them because at the end of the day, I, I have to convey a message from them through me on their resume, on LinkedIn, on their cover letter to yeah. the recruiters, to the employers. Yeah. And I need to know all yeah. there is to na- know about that person so that I can come close to their voice, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. No, it, 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 uh-huh. and, and, and if you don't talk to the people, you're not able to do it, you yeah. know? But that's why, I, that's the, the difference with my, my resumes. I like to put that personal touch on it, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I, I put a dose of humanity uh, in the, yeah. um, the resume and the LinkedIn profile, because I feel like recruiters sometimes go through the same mundane, boring stuff day in and day out. And yeah. they want to see somebody that has a little bit of pizzazz, you know, that has a little yeah. bit of uh, flair, creativity, yeah. you know, that stands out, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's, that's what I like to do. And I use that about section to put in quotes, you know, um, and uh, quote, the quotes are relate to that individual's, um, their aptitudes, their abilities, uh, their passions, you know, their value proposition, what they're bringing to the table, you know, and Mm -hmm. I also, you know, might say something like, um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe put uh, like three achievements, three key highlights, you know, as far as in their career that they're very proud of, you know, I try to highlight that in the about section. Then also, um, some of their skills, some of the prevalent mm-hmm. skills, which are also keywords as well, you know, mm-hmm. and then also in that about section, you know, I tell them, okay, I, we need to put, put emojis in here, you know, after you, yeah, after you upload this, you know, to just kind of make it pop a little bit, you know, put some stars, you know, around these job titles, you know, um, Love that. Uh, yeah, put some green check marks, you know, instead of regular old bullet points right there, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 bring it to life. As yeah, as- you, yeah, bring it to life. That's what I, that's what I try to do, you know, and uh, it's, it's a little hard because, you know, LinkedIn's policies state that you're not supposed to, um, you can't access someone else's profile. So that that's one of the difficulties uh, for me is that I'm not able to go in there and set it up the way I I, I would do it. So yeah. I, they, they have to set it up and they say, hey, can you check my profile? You know, a lot of times I have to tell them, okay, change this, change that, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And so I know I've had some people that just copy and paste what's on their resume. Um, and to LinkedIn, I said, hey, I wrote all of this out for you. It's completely different. You know, I wrote separate job summaries for LinkedIn, you know, but but that's what you do. Like the um, the job summaries, um, they don't have to be long winded. Uh, some people make them just a little, you know, l- lengthy there. But I try to do um, a paragraph, a small paragraph. It doesn't have to be any more than three to five sentences. And if you want, you can do a couple of uh, bullet points you know, some achievements and you can um, reword some of those accomplishments um, from the job descriptions on your resume and put those on, you know, a couple of those on your LinkedIn as well. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And uh, I love how you kind of walk to high levels of differences, you know, and some of the guidelines and templates, but it sounds like it is, a be, you know, it is kind of to get that 
personality or kind of to really bring out like the uniqueness and individualness mm-hmm. and really you like that's where you you know it is um customized yes yes and, definitely and, yeah, you can provide so much kind of as a general template and then there's an added value in actually working with you. So tell us, how can people find you and uh, how can they work with you? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it's essentially, um, I would say the biggest platform that people tend to find me on is LinkedIn. Okay. Um, Alexandria Doyle um, it should come up, you know. Um, but on LinkedIn and then my website is, uh, the, T-H-E, the I say that a lot of people think I'm trying to be cool, you know, and, and they'll say D-R-D-A, like, you know, the, um. like the resume. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not trying to be cool there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A formal uh, the official word, the, the resume passion.com, yeah. you know, and I, um, on my website um, is where people uh, can generally uh, book a session with me. Uh, I do free initial consultation calls. Uh, right now I'm offering uh, for a limited time, $50 resume critiques um, for individuals as well. Um, but yeah, uh, the resume passion.com and uh, Alexandria Doyle uh, on link on LinkedIn, and uh, that's that's customarily the way people uh, get a hold of me. I used to reference uh, Facebook um, and uh, Instagram uh, res- resume passion at resume passion on Instagram and at resume passion number four letter U on Facebook. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. so resume passion for you. But um, most of my uh, traffic is through LinkedIn. So that is where I spend most of my time. I used to spend a lot of time on I, on Instagram, but uh, not so much these days. Um, okay. Yeah, most of the, the, the audience that I am trying to work with is primarily on, link, is primarily on LinkedIn. Yeah. I love that. Well, Alexandria, thank you so much. Uh, You're welcome. I really enjoyed connecting with you and learning more about your journey. And thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. I've I've had a lovely time this morning. (laughs) Wasn't she so relatable and fun to talk to? Here are my top takeaways. Number one, it's so important to pay attention to what you enjoyed doing and playing as a kid. So if you're struggling to connect the dots to and understand your path and purpose, take a piece of paper and write down what were the activities that you played and really enjoyed as a child. If you are having a hard time remembering, ask your parents or people that you were around when you were growing up. Number two, Other people can see the gifts in you and help you realize your calling or parts of your calling along the way and help you cultivate it. And number three, something that takes you off of your intended path can turn out for your benefit in ways that you could not have planned for or imagined and redirect you to your actual path and purpose. So I strongly encourage you to check out Alexandria's LinkedIn profile. You can click on the show notes and it will take you right there. 
uh, and her website at www.theresumepassion.com and book a discovery session. It is so important to have someone who can take out the struggle and the intimidating aspect of a job search and having somebody like Alexandria in your corner um, is so valuable. I know your time is so valuable and there are many demands on it. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this. If this resonated with you, subscribe to You Bring the Magic podcast and share the episode with one friend you know who isn't 100% happy and fulfilled in their current job. I named the podcast You Bring the Magic because I truly do believe that you can design a career where you can fall in love with Mondays, not just Fridays, and that it starts so many steps, so many things and aspects of it start with you. And come connect with me on Instagram at create your best career. Um, Again, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to connect with you here and on Instagram and notify you of upcoming new episodes. So let's stay in touch.